welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier. So glad you're back. So glad to be spending this time in the Word of God with you and walking alongside you as you develop into God's warrior. My beloved is here. Welcome, honey. Thank you, honey, honey. And we are continuing um, the study of the objective of warfare. So, darling, will you open us up in prayer today, please? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, As Jesus. always, thank to you, just Lord. be thank in you, your Lord. presence. I know it's a place mm-hmm. that we never leave, your name, but we are thankful that you have bestowed on us the, the honor to be considered your sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. It's a, an honor, it's a privilege, yes, sir. and one that thank we do you, not Lord. take lightly, yes, but we, we are thankful mm-hmm. for it. And thankful that you are our God and we are your people. Mm-hmm. So we thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we welcome you in this place today. Mm-hmm. To minister, to teach us, to train us up as warriors. To do battle. And I'll say fight the Lord's battles, your battles. To bring about your kingdom. We thank you for that opportunity, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we bless Praise your Lord. and magnify your holy name, the name above every other name. Yes, Lord. Lord, we also, as we are here in prayer, we lift up Israel, mm-hmm. and we pray for the peace of Israel. We thank you and for your angels that are already ministering on their behalf, mm-hmm. and that are strengthening and equipping and encouraging them and helping them in this time, in this trial, and in this season. But most importantly, we thank you that you are showing yourself strong mm-hmm. on their behalf as they turn to you into a true and proper relationship as you intended to be from the beginning through your Son, Jesus the Christ. And we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise as do your name. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, honey. Okay, so we're talking about why the Godhead expects the believer to engage in spiritual warfare. That is because, so the Godhead expects us, the believers, the body of Christ, to enforce the victory that Christ has already won and enforce the blessing. Basically, turn the rest of the earth into the garden, bringing God to the scene in the situation. Amen. Amen. Now, we're going to start, we went over some definitions or key terms yesterday and a special prayer for receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Go back and listen to that episode if you have not already, and then catch back up with us. So we're going to read Genesis chapter 2 to study what was in the garden. What did God set up? We have established a pattern because this is how God operates. He sets up what he wants. He set up in the beginning exactly what he wanted. And we see in the end of the word of God what he wants, what the end and the resolution will look like in the conclusion. So it helps us to understand and absorb what we should get about the character and nature of God, the divine order that's set, and our roles and responsibilities as we are walking with God and his great mission. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and and dive into Genesis chapter 2. All right. 
So the entirety of chapter two is a spring word scripture. <laughs> so, yes, it is. Or scriptures, I should say. Mm-hmm. Which begins, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed, and all their hosts. By the seventh day, God completed his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. Now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became the rivers, and the name of the first is Pishon. It flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Bedellum and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground of the Lord, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at his place. At that place, the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you for reading that, honey. Now, will you go back for me and read Genesis chapter 1, verses 28 and 29 again? Okay. It says, God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky 
and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you. Does that mean continue to the end? No, 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 that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Thank you so much. Okay. We went over these words um, yesterday, some key words, command, have dominion, and um, those the the reason we read over this is because we want to look at what was present in the garden what was there because remember we are here to enforce the blessing of god and the victory that christ has already won so for us as believers we are formed based on the work that the last adam did what that means is god has his he already ordained for Christ to be the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And as new believers that are believers that came forth of Christ, we have the ability to use his name. It looks slightly different for Adam and woman in the beginning, but it's still the same concept. The same truth and structure is there that God put them somewhere and he gave them instructions. He gave them commands. He gave them permissions, authority, responsibility, that he expected to be carried out and to follow. Amen. Well, uh, I love how you brought that up about the last Adam being Jesus, mm-hmm. the Christ, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. How did he live in his time on earth? Just as he, as they did in the garden of Eden, mm-hmm. he was there to guard and to govern by the authority given to him by the father. Mm-hmm. And there was also the expectation and approach and everything that, the Father supplied all his needs, mm-hmm. whether that was what to say or what to do concerning life, concerning food, concerning everything, was all provided, already provided for him by the Father, mm-hmm. even though when you look at the natural circumstances and situation, you could easily say, well, he didn't live in Eden, because clearly at that time, Rome had occupied Jerusalem and Israel and And there was a Roman Empire, but yet it did not stop our Lord and Savior from still living out his time on earth as if he was in the garden. With all his needs met. Exactly. Fully in in communion and fellowship with the Father. And doing, carrying out, occupying Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as the Lord had given him authority to do. That's right. Doing the business that the Father had assigned to him. Amen. Glory to God. So to have dominion, we talked about the more formal definition, but just to summarize it is put it under your feet by the power that Christ provides and take up the space that God gave you and rule it the way he told you to. So in the garden, what was present? What was it like? They had everything they needed. Just like you said, it was a protected enclosure of goodness and pleasure, not sin and wickedness. It had good food, safety, they, the man and the woman had a beautiful marriage and it was full of provision. Um, and I just want to take you and look at this, what it says in verse 25 of chapter two, it says, and they were both naked, the man and his woman and they, and the man and his wife and were not ashamed. That meant that there was no ought between them. There was no strife between them. There was no looking at each other going, ew, I don't like this or fault finding with each other. There was absolute communion and unity and fellowship them with God. First and foremost. 
individually and collectively, Amen. and then them with each other. And so that's beautiful perfection in the marriage covenant. As the way the Lord designed and intended for it to be. Amen. Amen. And the garden was absent of the curse. The curse is the result of sin. So it was absent of sin as well. Now, the devil was lurking around because we've already studied that God had already kicked him out of heaven. He was no longer Lucifer and now in the form of being Satan, the devil, and a hideous um, thing to look at. He was lurking around, but he had no power. He had no real ability to be present. Um, He had no authority and he had no right to be there or remain there. So for us who are believers, we are to understand this, that the devil didn't get authority until Adam gave it to him. So when we fast forward to Matthew chapter four, and we see the Lord um, after he was he received, um, after he was baptized in the natural and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove and remained signifying the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took him out into the wilderness and he fasted. And then the devil came to tempt him. And while the devil was tempting the Lord, he said that all the authority and the glory of those kingdoms belonged to him. Satan said, this is my stuff and I'll give it to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus didn't say, you lying, uh-uh, that ain't your authority. He did not say that. He spoke the word and cast him out. Then when we see Christ risen, he says, all authority has been given unto me. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he reclaimed what the first Adam gave away and forfeited. Remember when we talked about... Um, and, and how did he do that? So we have to understand how that happened. Mm-hmm. And we read about it in Genesis chapter 1 and the second chapter. He had given him authority, dominion. The Godhead had the given Godhead, it to Adam. Right, had delegated that. So we talked mm-hmm. about definitions, right? That mm-hmm. Essentially, it's power of attorney mm-hmm. to, to, again, as you brought up, do business on behalf of. Mm-hmm. And Adam ultimately forfeited that or handed that over. Gave it away. To... Mm-hmm. Satan or the adversary. That's right. So God gave Adam the right responsibility and obligation and freedom to transact business on God's behalf in the earth. He was supposed to spread the garden, tend and keep it, cultivate the things in the presence of God there, cultivate the kingdom of God, the way God wanted things to be done, and then expand it, spread it out so that the rest of the world looked like what the Garden of Eden looked like, mm-hmm. because apparently it didn't, right? Amen. And it was his job, because God had entrusted him with this authority and responsibility and delegated authority and power and everything that was needed, it was his obligation, Adam's and woman's together, but Adam had a different priority because he was first. Um, just like an older older child within mm-hmm. the family, you're equally loved, you're equally children of the mother and the father, but the older one has more responsibility and also should be given higher um, esteem in certain regards, not like better than the other. But if you're asking more of one, then... If greater responsibility <laughs> is given, then yes, they're, they're quote unquote bestowed more honor. Mm-hmm. Because and of, acknowledgement exactly. in, in certain regards. So... 
there's no competition. There's no favoritism within that. God is just respecting. I'm asking you something different than what I'm asking the other one. Amen. And he has the right to do that because he's God and he's good. And he loves us ladies just as much. And he's just so great honor upon us as well. But when he spoke to Adam and woman together, um, he gave what he gave. And it was to them, but Adam in particular, to drive the devil out. So there was special dominion and authority that was vested into Adam as the first human, woman is included, by God as the, quote unquote, masters of the earth. Then there is another layer of dominion and authority that's a general dominion and authority that's vested in mankind, whether they are believer, unbeliever, sinner sinner or righteous, um, to have rulership over animals and creeping things and to reproduce physically. We saw that in... Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verses 28 and 29. God, when he instructed them, he empowered them to carry this out and does not require righteousness to to be able to see the manifestation or the fruit of this. It does not require faithfulness to God. It's something that he placed there and he did not revoke what he gave. And it's still in effect to, until today. But then there is a special dominion and authority that belongs to the Messiah, the risen Messiah that has been delegated to believers to use his name, right? To use the authority that he, he won and was bestowed upon him. And if you have been reading our first text that we were um, assigned to when we started the spiritual warfare series by Kenneth e. Hagen, though, about the name of Jesus. If you've been mm-hmm. reading that, this sounds familiar to you. So you should understand that in some regard. If you have not read that yet, then I encourage you to read it or mm-hmm. begin reading go it ahead at this and start time. Reading. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll have a formal time that we go through the book and look at some key things there that are important to our, our study and our growth. But if you've already started, then you have some understanding of what I'm talking about. It's here. good to be ahead of the game. Amen. Amen. So when the Lord gave dominion, the, the general level that's to all mankind, to have rulership over animals and creeping things and to reproduce physically, he did not take it back simply because um, Adam gave away the spiritual authority that he had. So Adam had a natural authority and a spiritual authority. The natural authority remained because he continued to, he reproduced with his wife, right? And he um, had dominion over the animals and things of that nature. That did not change. But what did change was the spiritual authority to... Mm. Uh, call things illegal in the earth and govern and rule over the devil. So remember that we are supposed to be enforcing the victory that Christ has already won. So now when Christ was raised from the dead and he declared that he had regained by right, by bestowal, by accomplishing the mission it that the Father gave him. legally binding. Mm-hmm. He had the legal right to assume that spiritual authority again. And then when he gave the Great Commission, he said, go. So let's take a look at Matthew 28, verse 18. I'm sorry, honey, a bit of a surprise if you didn't, if I didn't say that no, earlier. No, it's all right. We're good. 18 through the end. Sure, that looks good. It says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, go and make the rest of the world look like the Garden of Eden. Now, I just have to say this, uh, just because through a mixture of ignorance and um, deception of the adversary, people have taken that to, to mean that you are subduing people to force them to believe in God. You, there's no such thing. You can never do that because belief comes out of the heart. What the Lord was asking us to do was to teach people about him, invite them into the presence of God, and keep our foot on the throat and the neck and the head of the devil to make the devil bow down. Because consider And that's this, what guarding and governing truly is. That was really about... When Jesus, during his earthly ministry, mm-hmm. operated. He did, uh, as we said earlier in this episode, or this teaching, that he was living as just did the first Adam in the garden. Mm-hmm. Even though clearly, by, for all intents and purposes, it was not the garden, there's still a spiritual aspect of it was the garden. Everything was provided, it was all, all mm-hmm. his needs were met, mm-hmm. every, everything there. So he was guarding and governing as he was led by Holy Spirit, which is exactly what happened with Adam and woman in the garden prior to the curse. And how did he do that? He healed the sick. He cast out demons, right? That's mm-hmm. no different than pulling out the weeds and the thorns and thistles and, and mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that do not produce life, but it mm-hmm. are in fact there to choke out the life of mm-hmm. other plants and uh, things of that nature. Amen. So if we just could wrap our mind around that and get an understanding, because this still applies to us today, we've also been entrusted with this same responsibility. Mm-hmm. Amen. And First John says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So that's what we're supposed to be doing, destroying the works of the devil, Amen. not destroying people, not... Um, and that, that's not saying that you can't defend yourself. If someone chooses to be used by the devil and they approach to attack, it doesn't mean you just have to lay there and die and take it. That does, that's not, there's no truth in that. It's not what we believe, and that's not what we're saying by any um, stretch of the imagination. But that's a far cry difference than setting out to make people feign relationship with God. Amen. Well, there's also something important in what you said about people coming into a life excuse me, alignment with the adversary mm-hmm. and being used by the adversary. Mm-hmm. Because if we ask the question, what did Jesus get when he came out of or rose from the dead, right? All authority. All authority, mm-hmm. right, was given to him That's in right. heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. Now, which means he took it away from Satan, the adversary, the devil. That's right. He stripped him. So... Yes, he was stripped from all power, all Mm -hmm. everything, the devil was, which means now what? He has to look for someone that is willing to cooperate with him, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that has been given this authority on the earth, because he does not have any. So he's looking for willing participants. It it doesn't matter if you're witting or ignorant. Mm -hmm. He's just looking for willing participants, someone who will go along with his plans on the earth so that he can execute his plans. So he can have an entry point. An entry point, a foothold mm-hmm. into an, a person, an area, a region, a, right? 
an industry, whatever it is. So then it still comes back to us about binding and loosing. It's not about people. It's about the spiritual aspect behind it. Right. So let's consider this. And I know that's that's a generalized statement just for time, but mm-hmm. uh, we will need to cover this in more detail, but just to plant a seed on where we are going to go with this. Mm-hmm. And just just to, let's, let's consider this for one second. Remember we talked about in, um, in Friday's episode that what would the world look like if every believer was standing in the authority that Christ gave them and delegated to them and they were occupying exercising their dominion and using their authority that God has given them and entrusted to them over the territory that they had, the devil wouldn't have any opportunity to move. Amen. And that's really what God wants from us. He doesn't want you to strong arm or wrestle somebody to try to make the person yield to you. He wants you to bind the devil that's causing their mind to be blinded so that the truth of the glorious gospel and the light of the gospel can come in and change their heart and change their life. And now they become a force field. And, if and you will. Because they are now plucked out of the fire. Exactly. And now they are converted and turned into a willing heart who loves God. God does the converting, not us. We just Amen. make the opportunity. But first, by binding the devil, then by preaching the gospel, then by letting God do his work in them and helping cultivate, educate, you know, teach and encourage and correct whatever's needed so that person grows up. Enters but then, into a proper relationship with the Lord, a true relationship and begins to become conformed to the image of Jesus. Amen. And then they are able to now put their force field up. And now they're enforcing the devil and they're squeezing him, squeezing Satan and his actions out of their territory. So eventually and essentially God wanted him squeezed out of the world. Amen to that. And then God's got a final plan that he's already, the lake of fire is already prepared for him and hell is already prepared. So when we think about this, that's why it's so important because God gave us in the in the garden delegated authority to humanity, to mankind, to govern, be masters of the earth. He also delegated spiritual authority. Christ has given us back the spiritual authority that was lost. We have to stand and occupy. And when it consider it this way, we're we're looking at Israel and Hamas, but a, a variety of other actors that are clearly acting under the influence of the devil and clearly moving in a demonic pathway, beheading children, raping, that has no signature of God. There's no even um, humanity left. Mm -hmm. That person has been turned over to a reprobate mind that's engaging in that. But what would happen if the people of God were binding the adversary, calling illegal his action and activity? What would happen if we were using the delegated spiritual authority that Christ has bestowed upon us and he's waiting for us to use to to bind that demonic influence over that people group, would they be fighting with Israel today? Hmm. No. And and then, well, let's, let's bring it for the, for the, the listeners in the United States. Let's bring it a little closer to home. So if you look at Hamas, what have they done? Anything that they've received, usually from Israel that pertain to, to life and, and all those things, and, sustainment, right? Mm-hmm. So food, water, clothing, shelter, money, mm-hmm. they have turned and twisted and utilized for nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. Stolen it from the people. Okay. But then... Used it, yeah. Do we, don't we see a similar aspect here in our own nation as the United States? Uh, what about all these, quote unquote, underprivileged communities? Is there not 
the similar types of violence? Is it is it reached the point of rockets and mortars and missiles and explosives yet? No, not necessarily. But there's tons of weapons. There's tons of prostitution. There's tons of rape mm-hmm. and and narcotics and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's less education, right? Mm-hmm. Not that those things weren't provided, but they've not been taken full advantage of, and they've actually been used to conduct things that are in opposition to life, godliness, but just their own life and sustainability mm-hmm. for themselves and the generations. So you see the same or similar spirit operating while at a lesser level. But then it, it goes to the example of we have work to do as God's warriors in this nation and in every nation around the world. It's not limited to one nation. Mm-hmm. You'll find these similarities throughout every nation if we allow the enemy to have a foothold. Absolutely. But we're, to, we're not to, to do that. We are to guard and to govern by the spiritual authority given to us by the Lord. Amen. And, you know, this, the word of God has gone throughout the earth. And the Lord is waiting for the people of God. The earth is actually waiting, groaning and travailing, waiting for the Son of God, the sons of God, to manifest who they are. To, to step reali- up, yeah, to realize what what God has given them, what Christ has bestowed upon them, and what Christ's expectations are for them, and to stand up and do it, fulfill it, finish the work, because our God is a finisher. First um, John three eight is. Um, where we see, it says, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So keeping that before you, keeping that in mind, you're here to destroy the works of the devil, not to destroy the people. Destroy the works of the devil, not the people. So let's talk about how we do that. And first steps we talked about in the episodes where we talked about a time to die. And in in fact, it's a time to live and to live in the fullness of what God has blessed you with and not acquiesce, not back up from the devil. Don't give him ground. Don't give him territory and don't give him permission to conduct his ungodly ways or actions or activities in your presence. Think about this for a moment. Christ the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in him, and he is the appearing and the manifestation of the fullness of the image of God in in himself, in him, and who he is. When he came into the earth, did he cast out every devil that he saw? No. Did he heal everybody who was sick? No. No. There were many times where it does say he healed them all. But then there are times where it does not say that. He healed those who came to him. That were willing and had faith mm-hmm. that he could and would do it. The ones who said, this sickness is not mine. It should not be here. I don't want it. It's, it's not this their friend. Right? That the ones who were lame, who said, I have no need of this anymore. I have nothing to fellowship with it. I don't want this. I want to be free. Christ delivered every one of them. Mm. But he did not heal every sick person in Israel. Absolutely. He did not heal every or cast out every devil that he came into contact with. You remember when he went to um, 
the gatherings where the demoniac was, yes. right? And he was out roaming around the, the little caves out there and had been driven out of the town. When he came and the people heard what happened to him, they were used to him being wild and crazy and demon-possessed. But when Christ came, they came out to meet him and say, don't you come in here. We can't handle all that. Like they couldn't handle and they were unwilling to receive the goodness of God and the liberty that Christ came to bring to them. And when you get to the core of it, they threw the Lord out. That's right. Because it affected their swine. And for whatever reason. And they said, this is our livelihood and you have to go. My paycheck is more important than you. The money, the, the, some people I'm sure were scared. Absolutely. But they did not want the liberty that Christ came to declare to them and to not just say, Hey, it's out there, but to actually show up and deliver them, like provide the physical manifestation. Right. They did not want it. When he went to his hometown, he couldn't do any mighty works there. That's what the word says. Could only do but a few small miracles. Heal a few sick folks. Exactly. Because they did not believe him and they didn't want him to do it for whatever purpose, whatever reason that was, that's between them and the Lord. So not finding fault or pointing blame, but the actions should not be found in us. If you are God's warrior, you have to have the same mindset that our Lord and Savior has, that you are here to destroy the works of the devil, right? Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's, let's, let's understand though, as we were just saying, you have been given the authority to bind and to loose. And that is a key component of this. You, but you have to take your place. Mm-hmm. And actually, let's look at that scripture. Um, let's read that scripture first as we begin discussing this part. Okay. It's in Matthew 18, 18. He says, Truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. So let's understand this. There's a, an immense importance. And, and, and it continues, right? Um, actually, we can read the next couple verses. He says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Amen. So let's understand that in full. Each of us has been given or has had this authority, this dominion delegated to them mm-hmm. to use the name of the Lord to occupy, mm-hmm. do business until he returns on earth, taking dominion and authority or guarding and governing mm-hmm. to do his will, fulfill his covenant here upon the earth. Mm-hmm. So, And just a quick summarization of what that looks like it means to obey the command of our father amen through holy spirit that's right and to destroy the works of the devil amen those are i'll say the opposite sides of the same coin but it's a left hand and a right hand it's the set they have to work together together. yes it goes together that it's not good enough for you just to obey what the lord tells you to do but let the devil run ruckshot because you're not fulfilling Or, or doing what god tells you to do if you are not putting the devil under your feet or as the scripture says if you are willing and obedient it's not good just to be willing. Mm-hmm. You it's must also be, be obedient. obedient. You got to be willing and obedient right. to eat the good of the land. But when it comes to how we live in the earth and the experience that we have as 
children of God and warriors of God, we have to do both. Be mm-hmm. obedient because that brings you under the hand of protection that opens the route of blessing that keeps you connected to the kingdom and it causes you to remain under the divine order. And when you destroy the works of the devil and you subdue him and have dominion over him, that keeps him from stealing from you. That keeps him from robbing Amen. what rightfully belongs to you because, okay, think about it this way. Um, if I parachuted Right. Well, we'll we'll talk about the Lord. If the Lord parachuted down to you a basket full of everything that you need, clothes, shoes, food, um, financial things, there's a house included, a car, everything, I can do it. Mm -hmm. You know, put it in this basket, put a parachute on it and floated it down to you. And you're going, oh, thank you, God. Yay. And you're waiting for it. And then you see a vulture come and swoop out and grab your basket and Mm -hmm. fly off with it. Wait a second. What happened there? Did God do his part and send it? Yes. But did you get it? No. Why? You allowed it to be taken away. That's right. You let it get stolen. I know that I'm not accusing you, but the authority remains. The, the fact and the truth of the word of God remains. It, it and if you grab truth. a hold of this, that's right. Because but it is the truth nonetheless. The moment God released it, it was yours. And the way it looks for believers, the moment you ask for it, in faith, in prayer, like something according to the will of God. Don't ask him to violate his covenant and his character. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that for you or anybody. But something that's according to his will, you ask him for that. You received it the moment that you asked for it. God sent it to you, right? It was already released in your direction to you on your behalf. It's coming your way. But if you don't maintain your authority and your superior position over the devil, then he's going to come and steal it. Because Why? The thief comes not but to steal, steal, kill, kill, and and destroy. destroy. God gave the whole beautiful garden. So that you would have life and have it more abundantly. Or he came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. And we see a physical demonstration of that in the beginning with the garden. He gave them life and life more abundantly. The tree of the knowledge, I mean, I'm sorry, the tree of life was in the center of the garden. They had everything. Let's also recognize that... The Lord didn't live their life for them. That's right. They had a role and a place. And and in what we just read, what the Lord is saying about binding and loosing and all that is if if you permit it, then the Lord is going or you he allow has it, to. then the Lord is going to allow it. And he whatever has to you say, I I won't permit this. I I rebuke it. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Then the Lord is not going to permit it. That's right. And, and I mean concerning the enemy. So if you say and I, God forbid, but if you say the devil's presence is okay in your life and in your territory, then the Lord is going to allow that. But if you say, no, his presence is illegal and I deny his presence right. in my life That's and in right. my territory, then guess what? God is going to gonna, God is gonna tell him to get out of your life and your territory. The power of God is going to come and enforce Amen. what the standard is that God has already set. So back to the garden, he gave them life and life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. They let it be stolen. They, they gave it away. It. Yes. Forfeit means to give away. That's it. To give up. So I think when someone forfeits a game, they give up the game. They don't even try. So uh, this is important. If you did not know you, you have this authority, realize now that you have already been given this authority in your life. If you are a son or daughter of the Most High God, right? Mm-hmm. And, and especially if you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You have received this authority. 
Amen. It's been delegated to you. What will you allow? And what will you reject? That's right. Now, you have a choice to make. Are you going to reject God and the way that he said to operate and then let the devil beat you up? Or are you going to submit to God, resist the devil? And, and the then devil, hopefully, yes. That's right. You'd have to take your choice. So Adam had um, everything that he needed to exercise his dominion over the devil. And all he needed to do was declare the devil's um, and his, the devil himself and the devil's presence in the garden illegal by submitting to the instruction or the plan of, that God had already given and resisting the devil's option. That was Adam's. It was in his power to do that, that very thing. He had a choice. He did not have to fall. Amen. Woman did not have to fall. God expected Adam and woman to open their mouths and tell the devil, the lying serpent, and even the little physical thing that was cooperating with him to get out of the land that God had given them to rule over because the garden was his. He Amen. said, when God said, tend and keep it, God wrote him a title deed, just like the ownership of a, a, a car Power or a of attorney. Here you go. And he said, this is yours. Mm -hmm. Rule over it for me. Yep. Yes, we know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein belong to him ultimately, like you're his dirt, right? And he can reclaim that dirt anytime he would like to, but he has not. He's chosen to put it in this order. This is God's plan, and he does not override himself. No, Adam and woman already knew that they had this. And they, as you said, should have just opened their mouths and declared, guarded and governed what they had been given authority over. And if they didn't know, all they had to do was ask the Lord. That's right. All they had to do was call out to him because it says they walked with, with him. him in the cool of the day. But mm -hmm. if you really study that out in the meaning, mm -hmm. as they walked with him in the wind of the day, the Ruach, which is Hebrew for wind, which also means Holy Spirit That's was right. there leading as they were guarding and governing, Amen. which is no different than it is today for you and I. Amen to that. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you for saying that, honey. They had access to the fullness of the Godhead. They had Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Just like we do. Present with them to help. And all they had to do was cry out and say, Lord, help. Right? Exactly. And then God would... Now, Get. I need you to understand this, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about this more in detail. God was not going to drive the devil out for them. But he would have told them, this is what you need to do. This you, is what you need to say, and this is what you need to that's do right. to wage a good warfare. That's right. And he would have said, you drive them out, just like he told the children of Israel. Remember, we read in Judges when we were talking about a time to die. He said, I'm here. I'm with you. The angel of the Lord was here with them to, do the, to drive them out. But he said they had to come and do their part as well. So just the same thing, what God has done is he said it in the beginning. And then he restated it and reaffirmed it in our Messiah, the very same thing that he had said initially and put it back into effect and in its rightful and right order. And God is not going to cast the devil out of your life for you. He is going to work with you, but you have to take your stance. And so again, if you think the devil's okay, if you're not willing to say anything about it, you're not willing to ask God to help you and you're not willing to obey the command. Remember for everyone, he said, take up your bed and walk. If they had laid there on that bed, would they have been healed? No. The answer is no. 
They had a role and a part to play. They, exactly. As we said earlier, the Lord did not live out their life abundantly for them. Glory to God. They had to do it. Amen. So now let's look at Mark 16. And we're going to read... Um, actually, we'll start at verse 14 and we'll read through verse 17. It says, Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they, that is the sick, will recover. So again, remember, we're not asking Jesus to come down and die on the cross again. We're not asking him to come and lay, physically lay his hands on this person or him to come do the work. He delegated authority, empowered us to have dominion and to enforce what he has already said, the destruction of the works of the devil. He empowered us to do what he did naturally and what he has spiritually already done. We have to carry out our part of it in the natural and connect with the provision and what's been provided in the spiritual realm and trust and believe that the name of Jesus the blood of Jesus, the fullness of the weight of the kingdom and the power of God knows what to do when we do our part. And it, it instantly, immediately comes into action to fulfill God's role. So your job is to what? Believe, lay hands on the sick, believe, cast out devils. Hello? Let's, let's just simplify this. <laughs> the way the Lord described it in, okay. in his earthly ministry. I would not even come unless my father commanded me to. I only say what the father says. I mm -hmm. only do what the father does. Amen. Nothing of my own initiative, but only as the father commands, do I say and speak. Well, he said speak, but so in other words, let's get to the core of this. Let's say and do what the Lord is telling us to say and do in every situation, in every area and aspect of our lives, and the lives, the area, the territory that he has given us you that's right that's right and know that god has already done his part he's, he's got his side of it we have to do our side of it and and all that comes through his holy spirit amen as to that. he leads us amen to that so i think we're going to pause there for today and um we'll probably pick up and and discuss this in a little bit more in depth so what i want you to take away from this today is that god loves you <laughs> yeah. amen he loves you, and there is a lot that he expects from us, but he's also done the heavy lifting of the work that he respects expects from us. Well, um, can I say this? The bigger takeaway is that you have already been given authority. That's right. To exercise here in, I'll say, in the choosing ground, in this earthly realm, Make to bring heaven on earth, or to have on earth be as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen, amen. And we know that God is not the author of sickness or disease or amen. destruction or calamity. That's none of that's coming from him, so it's illegal. And that's not how he teaches people. That's right. If, Hallelujah. If there is that as clearly an attack from the enemy, but it's also one that has been given foothold. So bind it. Cast it out in the name of Jesus. 
You have, have been given authority to do so. That's right. Have now, the dominion. It. Have the dominion Amen. that God gave you. Put the devil under your feet and keep him there by the power that Christ provides. All right. Well, we love you. God bless you. I hope you were blessed by this. Listen to it again so you can ab- absorb all that Holy Spirit's saying to you. We'll see you next time. Remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.